Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This week in league, the Canberra Raiders steal themselves for their biggest challenge since 94, getting 50,000 frittatas to clap just once in unison. Supercoach Madge awarded Tigers life membership after completing the Balmain double finishing ninth and making your best player hate you. With Melbourne knocked out in the prelims, for the first time ever, the women's grand final will feature more cunts on the field than the men's. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for grand final weekend 2019. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 338 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, my man? My body is so ready for this weekend. How so? How is your body ready? Well, you know, my mind's been telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to R. Kelly all over Sydney. I'm I, just- I, just, I, I, I don't want to verbalise the, the, you know, the thought... <laughs> What you, you get? You you got to fuck all of its fourteen-year-olds. No, I'm just, you know, you gonna piss all over its fourteen-year-olds. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you could use a. Maybe you know. You. <laughs> I'm just yeah. You know, I'm popping fresh out of the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm so ready. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be great. Good. It is gonna be great. Looking forward to. Uh, Breaking, you know, the uh, dietary shackles for fucking one and a half days only. Yes. And uh, looking forward to it and, uh, you know, eating some fucking good ass food, drinking a lot of piss. Probably the best potential result in terms of grand final from the final four came out. Yeah. Something different. Yes. Fantastic. uh, And also one, uh, you know, a result where... Either either of Storm or, or or Roosters would have probably been okay, but if the Rabbits had have found a way to ask their way in, yeah, that would have just it would have been up. an absolute fucking cakewalk like on the happened, other side, you know. What like, happened yeah. in the AFL? Yeah, yeah, and you know, no one wants to see that. And although I do feel a Canberra Melbourne grand final would have been more interesting in the lead up, simply because Canberra beat them twice at home. Yeah, yep, and only like a couple of weeks ago as well. So, mm. but, yeah, 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 but you yeah. know. We uh, happy for Teddy. I, I think, yep, exactly, and uh, hopefully be even happier for him at the end of Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh, are you on the roof? Oh, today? fucking all the way. Yeah, okay, all the way. Yeah, it's not even a fucking. It's it's not even a moment of pause in there. I mean, I knew it before the. I I, I knew it before the game was over. I knew. I, 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 I regardless of what happened, I yeah. knew that it, it was going to be Canberra. Okay, so, so what's your what's the rationale there? Is it just Teddy and the the only the only player that like yeah, there's plenty of players to respect and everything like that, but the only player I like is Teddy that's left. Yep. Why? 
heroic deeds in State of Origin for us just this year probably yep. won us the series, you know, for the yep. second time you know, in Not a row. And he was amazing. And the Morris Factor. Well. I love to see... And especially like, you know, like, because it's like a shoes on the other foot one as well. Because, yeah. I mean, like, he got, you know, you know, he was playing for the, you know, he was playing for the Dragons to get yep. the, you know, to get the win back, you know, years yep. ago now. And then That's he comes it. back almost a decade later. Yeah. And the storyline of like the old dude going out or getting like that other premiership at the in the twilight you know yep. you got these moments you know when fucking Royce you know Royce gets his premiership finally Beaver getting the try right before yep. the end of in 2008 there's always like an old guy resurrection kind of so even fucking Lottie getting it in with South in Can 2014 say, this this makes and when you think about it Luke Lewis's effort yeah that that's much another more one fucking impressive yeah that's another one because that was 13 years yeah yeah. And a fair chunk of that played in the middle. Yeah. Okay. And then you've got, you know, and, and, you know, and with, with Morris especially, like, he was, you know, playing playing for, uh, you know, the greatest side at that at that minute in time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very brief window, but, they, they, yep. you know, they were definitely they were dominant that year. They were dominant for, like, two years in there. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then he had to f- <laughs> fucking languish in the fucking gulag. <laughs> <laughs> that his that his shit cunt necklace brother dragged him into, <laughs> and and now he's back and he's been resurrected. I mean, his brother was too to a le- the lesser yep. degree, but uh, yeah. So so yeah, I hadn't I hadn't considered the the Morris factor, but it, like he's got the obviously you know twenty sixteen lives forever. You know, uh, sorry twenty fourteen lives forever. State of origin. Yep. And uh, and yeah, and not and on top of that, he's got like that the old man story as well. And which is great. you know what? I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm a Latrell fan. Yeah, same. Just for how we got into fucking Chambers' head, mm-hmm. that was absolutely magical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fucking fantastic what he does for the Indigenous community. Yep. Um, and he's allegedly an R. Kelly fan himself. Yep. So. And um, and also Cronk retiring. My, you know, it's such such a testimony to the player that Cronk is mm. that now he's removed from the storm. Like, oh yeah, he is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. He's not a cunt after all. Yep, that's it. Who knew? He took the mask off. Yeah, and and now and you see he's great. And and so and if it, and if it, it's to be his last game as well. So there's just, there's so many storylines I think like, for the Roosters side. With the only downside being like back to back for the first time since you know for like fucking you know, yeah. 20, you know what? Years. I'm happy. I'm happy with yeah. that. Um, it's sort of like okay, you know, there's a guy you see a guy's wearing a Nazi uniform. Yep. You automatically think Nazi dragon. Also, I was going to say dragons fan. Well, yeah, that too. But you know, then turns out he's fucking Schindler. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you look at him and you're like, "Fuck, man, I'm going to be sad." Yep. When your wife dies hitting a tree. So, <laughs> you know, you take take so, Cronk out of the uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed, and so. And then finally, I mean, this could either be the first reason or the or the last reason, you know, that, that I would use if I were, you know, sort of on the fence still. Mm. ARL side, never forget Super League cunts get fucked. You green piece of shit Super League fucking yeah cocksuckers. Yep. Um, and also yeah, and look and and, Cam- and Canberra as well. I mean, they've I, th- I feel like that this is the the beginning for them. You know, the, it, and it's not so, not necessarily as much of yeah. a thing these days, but you know, sort of get up there, come close, then follow up as a yeah, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the different, you know, and that well, that was the way. Mm. And it's not not that, past, uh, but, but even, it's not that long ago either. Though I mean, fucking hell, Manly lost in two thousand seven, won two thousand eight. Mm. 
Dragons Although fucked up the fucked up their finals in two thousand and nine, and then one in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Although with Manly though, in that era where you the you know you and Melbourne, yeah, yeah, that was what I'm talking about now, and it's almost that Roosters Melbourne thing, yeah, now where there was really two teams that were in, yeah, it, and that was that, unless yeah. some something yep. something yep. happened, but uh, no, it's going to be a fantastic day. It is, it is, and uh, look, you know, I don't, I don't wish any ill will on uh, the camera fans that listen to the show, Not most right. of them. I mean, some Not of them at all. Some of them probably. I mean, let's face it, there's cunts everywhere. You just don't know. Could be secret cunts. True. But uh, look, you know, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for them to soak up the week. It's been a long fucking time. It's been a long time for the Canberra fans. <laughs> so, like, I hope that they have an extremely enjoyable week. And here's, here's where I'm finding it's hard to reconcile in my head because I'm the same as you. I'm all there for Teddy. I'm all yep. there for Morris. Yep. And I'm all there for Cronk. Yep. Maybe that's some, some shit just because Cronk winning another one yep. would just fucking burn that shit cunt Smith. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it, it would burn Smith. But you know what it would also do? I was just thinking about this today when I was driving. That fucking, honestly, people are always like, you know, pumping up shit. Oh, you know, Lockyer's going to be in the next immortal and fucking, um, you know, JT's going to be, you know, immortal, this and that. Yeah. They didn't do a goddamn fucking thing. It fucking, compared- it fucking pipes down that chat. They did- Big time. And when you look at it in a, I've seen it on Twitter a number of times. When you look at it, when they do a list of like the years from 2006 through to now, and it's just like a little tick the year that Cooper Cronk played it's in the grand, grand final, final yeah. whether he won or not. It's like fucking most of them, and there's yeah. been and there's two four year stretches in a row yeah. in in the in that period of time as well. So like they did fucking nothing like that. Yeah. And then and the only possible caveat you could ever put on his achievements at club level was, well, of course he had fucking Cameron Smith who's the greatest blah 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 and he had Billy Slater who's the greatest fucking blah and he had and he had Greg Mills yeah, for a period see, of time. But now he's been a, removed himself from from all of that. Exactly. It's but it's yeah, it's also a reciprocal argument. Yeah. How do you argue that well hang on he had Cameron Smith next to him or was it that Cameron Smith had Cooper Cronk next to it? Well I think it's I think which, the last is, two the last two years tell me it's quite clear exactly. which way it went. Exactly. Yep. So. Um, so yeah, I'm all I'm all there for Teddy. I'm all there, as I said, for Morris, mm-hmm. Latrell fan. Yep. Um, and to see Cronk go out. Yep. Uh, but I can't get around all of these fucking Roosters fans that have this weird fucking duality going on. A bit like it's half Bronco fan where they just they need everyone to yeah. say that they're great. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's half like shit cunt manly fan that are just like, oh, we don't need you. We were okay that everyone hates us. <laughs> and you should try it sometimes. It's fucking great. I don't know. It's just like unburdening all the all the all the, the cunts out uh, of you. No, I've said it before. It's not that people hate manly. It's a pity thing now. Yeah, I don't know about that. It considering is. they're better than most other sides. No, and it's a pity much, thing. And they were almost certain to win the premiership before fucking. Uh, it's a pity Sutton thing. struck. No one pities fucking manly. Yeah, they do. Fuck no. Yeah, they do. You might, but it's kind of weird because, I mean, like, there's just no fucking reason for it. I mean, you're a Penrith fan. I mean, all Newcastle fans almost pity you. My number number one (laughs) ticket holder is a fucking legend of the sport and the world's hardest elbow, Big MG. (laughs) So, so, okay, a a former addict of crystal meth. Exactly. A man who fell down and picked his life up again. Did he, though? You've got Tony Abbott and George Pell. George Pell. Yeah, he's your number two ticket holder. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's he's a fucking dragon's fucking no, he's ticket not. holder. Don't be ridiculous. Not at all. I mean, Tony Abbott. I mean, he's a problem. Don't get me fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a problem. You, although, is, although we finally got our thirty odd million to do the thing. So, how, I mean, how do you think Tony Abbott's ears ended up like they did? 
Well, look, at the end of the day... Playing juniors under George Pell. Look, at some... Yeah, well, you know, in, in that case, he brought it on himself, right? <laughs> I mean, because if, if you were an altar boy to George Pell... And you then, you know, somehow, you know, you know, managed to get your way through the wreckage of your childhood and and grew up, you know, you know, without issues. But I mean, you know, eating onions and you know some weird fucking shit that you know makes people see see warning signs, like yeah, wearing wearing fucking yeah dick togs around, yeah, all that sort of stuff, right? If you can do that and rise to the highest office in the country, then and yet then still can defend defend him after that. Hey, you're cooked. But anyway, we got our money out of Tony now. We don't need him as our ticket holder. Fucking tell your story, Walker, mate. We'll take fucking Hugh Jackman. Mm. No, I mean, you know, he yeah. seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Wolverine, perfect height, perfect portrayal of Wolverine. Um, yeah, could be closeted, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, so yeah, yeah. Hugh no, Jackman, number one ticket holder. He's no Mick Fanning, but you know, who about Mick Fanning is a fucking anything of anything though. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Isn't he like from up here? Isn't he like a Goldie guy? No. So where he fucking and, and he punches sharks, which can only oh. be a good thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if only if only the if only the the butterfly wings ripple effect of that wasn't the sharks taking everything from Penrith <laughs> and winning <laughs> trades over Penrith <laughs> ever after. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, what the fuck happened in the in the world of rugby league this week that's not grand final related that we can well, talk about from a news perspective? Well, what I was going to segue into, and this unfortunately is kind of grand final related. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's incredibly unfortunate to talk about grand final in this episode. It, I, I fucking can't abide it. But <laughs> I'm a little bit heartbroken that one of my favourite players not at my club has come out to be an... Easily swayed, absolute fucking stain on the sole of your shoe. Oh yes, now after I know what you're talking about. The fucking peep show <clears throat> in the valley at three a.m. Old mate, fucking Bateman. Yeah, you almost lost me at the peep show thing. I was like, what? There could be someone else. What? No, but no. <laughs> yeah, I. I would rather now have a conversation with what's smeared on the sole of my boot. Yeah, after walking in there. Okay. Um, just to, to fill anyone in that doesn't know, was bought over by Ricky Stewart to play for Canberra from the UK. So there's fucking boon number one. Hey, let's get out of England. Mm-hmm. Here is a fucking free ride for you to get out of England. Oh, my God. Who knew the beer was more delicious? Chilled. Well, Baths. Who invented this? You know, cunts risked their children drowning to get here. Yep. He was given an all-expenses-paid trip. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go through fucking Manus or anything. No. No? Um, and he gets in, and there was doubt about him at the beginning of the year. Because, because- there had been a couple of English experiments that had failed. Mm-hmm. And there was all the, all of this doubt about, oh, who is he and what's this? And the money he was on at the time seemed big, and he was an untested commodity. And he got in and fucking tore shit up. Mm-hmm. Or Shit up. Instrumental. Yes. Not the only reason, but one of the top five reasons. Correct. The Raiders are in the position they are yep. moving into this weekend. Yep. Fit perfectly into that role of this new breed of, of impactful forward. Yep. Where they sacrifice a bit of size 
for a high level of fitness and agility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, backs up like a center, runs lines like a fucking second rower, just absolute fucking great. Can play. drop in, can drop in some bullshit creativity like a halfback from time to time. Yeah, has yeah. an offload in him. Um, and now it's come out today that he's recently acquired the services of, again, absolute fucking dreg of a human, Isaac Moses. An absolute fucking Pasco of a human. Yes, absolute Pasco of a human. Perfect way to put it. Uh, and is now saying that he may not honour the remainder of his deal, which is an additional two years. Yeah, he's in. he's coming to the end of year one of three. So right there, a player shouldn't even be considering altering the terms or anything like that because he's on a good wicket. He's on like 400 grand, which is pretty good Pretty good I, money. I saw 280 to 350, I think, but, you know, regardless. Yeah, he's apparently he's on, he's on around 400 a season. And he says, I don't know where Canberra are with their salary cap. While I'm over here, mate, I have to do what's best for me and my family. Moving forward, I'll just have to weigh up my options and see what's there. So after the grand final, he intends on setting up a meeting and uh, seeing what they can do with the salary cap to increase the contracted amount that he's on over and above what he's on. The whole language it, though, I've got yeah. to do what's best for my family and everything like that. That's that's fucking straight. That's Moses 101. Yeah, exactly. That's Moses 101. Yeah. And it's one of those things that just shows how fucking far removed he is. Moses I'm talking about. Yeah. Because like so many other things we've spoken about. That does not pass the fucking sniff test. Correct. Right? If he came over on a hundred and fifty grand or like some, like some, it was like that Matt Lodge thing, you know, he yeah, came in, he was yeah. minimum weight. Prove yourself, and we'll That's see it. that sort of thing. But in that case, you know, it would have been one year with an option with an to option extend, to, and you know, he's not a rookie, no. so you'd forgive him. Yeah, I came over to shoot my shot in the NRL. I took minimum wage. Yep. Now I've proven myself. I want more. He's not on nothing. Exactly. I mean, he's on, and you know, he's he's had. Uh, a great year. I mean, even after two years, I'd be like, okay, well, ma- maybe now. Yep. Yeah, 400 might be low. Yep. At the moment, 400 is just right unless yeah. you do it two years in a row. Exactly. You know what I, mean? I mean, he's had a great year. That's like, there's yeah. uh, no, no one's d- disputing that at all. But 400 is, you know, it's still a decent whack of cash for a player. And what an absolute shit kind of a move mm-hmm. the week of the grand final. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, I. I try to bring this up as often as I remember to do it. So much of this game is mental, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's easy for us to sit there and watch it on television and get distracted and, oh, this player dropped the ball or they did this or his arm tackles or whatever. Whatever you fucking do for a living, go and run, you know, sprint 10 metres and back for 75 yep. minutes yep. and then try and do your job and see if you don't make mistakes. Yep. A grand final is when you need absolutely no fucking distractions at all. No outside fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Now, what happens if Bateman drops a ball in the grand final? How do his teammates react to him? What does he do? What happens if the bloke next to him drops a ball Mm -hmm. and he needs to give them that little fucking pep talk? Yeah. How do they respond to him? Yeah. All of these little fucking things, it just... Yeah. Yeah. It, It goes back, and I blame this firmly on the fucking NRL and that absolute stain on the game that is the RLPA. Mm-hmm. I won't get into too much of a rant about them. I'll save that for the Twillies. <laughs> that they haven't done anything about this. Yeah. That they haven't done anything because I'll tell you, guarantee you, the other way around, if for, for some reason Canberra went out to him and just said, there you go. 
for whatever reason, yep. or hey, we, we just want to reduce you because we don't think you're performing. Yeah, they can't do it. They can't. They can't do it. And there'd be yeah. calls for, oh, the, the only option they have, and- I mean, because it's an imbalanced system, I mean, the only option they've got is to like sit him in reserve graves while still paying him exactly what he's yeah. entitled to. Yeah. And, uh, but, but a player, on the other hand, they can just choose not to fucking show up. Yeah. Until the club gets the shits and flicks them, exactly. and that gives them what they want. And poor fucking Canberra. Like, this is them. It's happened to them a Dugan, lot. Dugan. Carney. Ferguson. <laughs> fucking hell, man. So Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a long way around to say I'm on the roosters. Nice. Recaps. Fuck, I mean, it feels like this is going to be the all-time record of saying the word Canberra uh, for an episode. But uh, here we are. The uh, Canberra Raiders 16 defeat the Rabbitohs 10. A GIO, a crowd of just over 26,500 people. I would have to assume that's a sellout. If not, I mean, you know, cunts. Uh, the Raiders 16 tries to Croker, Whiten and Papali. Uh, Croker, two of three conversions. And uh, the Rabbitohs 10 tries to Gagai, Graham and Reynolds, one of two conversions. Is that Peter Harvey guy still alive? Oh, Peter Harvey, camera, that, that guy. <laughs> we should have had him come in and guess I was going to week off. Um, look, to their credit, South Sydney put up much more of a, a resistance in this one than than I thought they would, just because they'd been uh, so leaky defensively. Oh, and, and dare I say, like they they were they were the better side for large amounts. I mean, certainly in that. The grind and you know the territorial back and forth. Yep. The 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 problem with the Rabbitohs is is that, that I think Reynolds, like I I hate to you know bestow players with the word, is fucking cooked. Yep, he offered nothing. Like Walker was fuck. He was he was he's back. Yes, like he's back yes. to to sort of where he was before he got head fucked by Origin. But they had so much opportunity in terms of repeat sets and the territory yeah. and possession. And they just couldn't. And like Canberra, I've built their season, you know, on a on a backbone of strong defence, but it's not that fucking strong. I mean, like, correct, a, a half competent attacking lineup, that you know, with a, with a, some sort of level of of structure and setting up plays, you know, setting up entire sets of six yeah. and things like that. They, they, it was completely devoid of that in the Rabbitohs' attack. It, it did look to me as if South Sydney were directionless. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're 100 percent right, Cody Walker is back to his fucking game-breaking, or maybe not best, but he's very close to it. Yeah. But he's an opportunistic player. Yeah. He'll he'll put on those fucking highlight plays that might get you back into a game. Yep. But over an 80-minute contest, Reynolds was absolute, like, he's the fucking Madeline McCann Award winner. Mm -hmm. For the the final series. The final series. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, The other, I was a little bit disappointed in Cook. Very He's often, been very well contained in his final series. Like, he did nothing against Manly either. But very often when Reynolds quietens down, he sort Cook of steps, steps up, up and adds avoid. a little bit of direction yeah. to what the Rabbits were doing. But you're right, you know, and fuck, maybe, you know, it's a long long season. Um, maybe he's got a, a couple of injuries that are just finally starting to, to take their toll. Um, but one thing here for the Raiders, 32 missed tackles. 
Yeah. So as you said, on a team that's built their season on fucking shoulder to shoulder, you shall not pass defence. Yeah, I that's think that's a it, worrying sign. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I like Souths never looked like scoring really. You know what I mean? Like they, like their tries were so fucking hard earned. Yeah, that. It, like, I think it was more like, you know, they, they might have missed some tackles, but the scramble, like, they, they still looked, you know, pretty much impenetrable. Did, but you throw that up against a team that they're going to face the total, What was the total possession and, and tackles made and stuff? Because I just got a feeling that they had to make a ton more as well, which might have you know, inflated that stat a little bit more. Um, so Canberra made 342 tackles to mm-hmm. South's 311. Okay, so that's 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 you know that's another five sets, isn't it? So, um, and that that probably the difference in that was probably that time when they had to make that stand when South yeah. had you know like five sets in a row yeah. or some shit. Um, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard to talk about this game without you know without the context of talking about like next week's game, you know, yeah, this weekend's game as well. But I guess we just got to fucking do what we got to do. But um, the thing that worries me more, like thirty-two missed tackles, considering the scoreline they won, that's not that's not too much of an issue for me. I mean, yeah, you know, could it be an issue next week? Yeah, sure. But um, the thing the thing that worries me is that Canberra, and this has been through the entire final series, their attack has not has been almost non-existent. Yeah. They've scored what five tries in this final series. Yeah, that first try they scored against the Storm in the first five minutes. Yep, fine. That was a great try. Mm-hmm. The try that they scored. To beat the storm was a broken play, fucking you know breakdown of play. Yeah, the ball yeah, jumped yeah. out, and the line was you know what I mean like yep. it was it was Some offloads, yeah, offloads. Of, yeah, yeah. Then um, this this week just passed, the Croker try was scored off the the ball dislodged out of the out of the fullback when he when he bounced when you he know, get, get tackled to get in the field to play. Yep. So um, the Whiten try was pure fucking ass. Yep. Like, that was schoolyard instinct. Yes. He didn't mean for anything to happen. All he meant was to not knock it on. Yeah, that's it. And it just happened to work out fucking yeah. perfectly. And because he's so demonstrably gone to knock it on, it kind of shut the defensive line down a little bit, you yeah. know, like you know, like a drop ball sort of situation. Yep. And and then Papali was a big cunt trampling small cunts. And yeah. more, more, more to the point, tired, tired yes. players at the at the uh, at the yeah. end of a you know what was yeah. a, what's a grueling con- and which, which is, is a great try. I mean, yeah. he ran a great line and fucking a lot of power and everything. So I'm prepared to award that try to them. Yeah. But when you when they've, they've scored a sum total of five tries and three of them were a fucking ass or fucking or or broke broken down like situations that weren't of their creation. Yep. You're going to need to score more than that in the grand final. Yeah. Because you think your Roosters are going to serve up fucking these broken field weird opportunities? Yeah, the, the no. Roosters aren't going to say, we've got 12 points, please come and, and score 14 and, and take the silverware. Yeah. At all. No. Um, which is, this is the thing. Something Canberra still haven't done very well is is chase down big mm-hmm. leads. Yep. And with 32 missed tackles in this game, you put that up against a team that includes, you know, final series 2019 Manu, who's a fucking just a repeat of last year's Manu. Yeah. Luttrell on the other side. Yeah. Um, Teddy's 10 times better than both of them. Yeah. It, and backing up every fucking thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, to me, that puts the Roosters out to, a, again, a, a fairly hefty lead, and, and I'm not sure Canberra have the strike, but um, they, they did enough over a resurgent South Sydney. Papali was uh, was a fucking beast. Yeah, you know the, the the talk this week has been you know, oh yeah, best best forward you know this year best forward in the game. Fucking calm down. 
Best forward last week. Oh, by you know, by far. Best he's, forward on that field. Yeah, fucking oath he was. He was amazing. He had probably the best game of his entire career. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it took. Yep. And and I honestly, you know, he, he could have been the difference maker. I mean, not his try, I mean, which, you know, points wise was the difference. Well, he, his but, work rate has been yeah, phenomenal. Well, it's once again, he's yeah, you know, he cut down on the chub. Gone from like a fifteen-minute fucking bowling ball, devastating, you know, impact yep. kind of forward yep. to a forward, you know, a forward who's equally as devastating, but more so, you know, plays smarter and can play far longer minutes. Yep. So he's just he's just much more worthy of of the money that he's being paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, rabbits, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about. It. I mean, yeah, I, I think Reynolds, I was, you know, like you said, disappointed with Cook and uh, what he could do and his impact on the game, especially yep. when he was pro- it was probably really needed because it wasn't coming from anywhere else. Yep. Um, and and the Roosters had a, a, a tough year. You know, you think that they started this year expecting to have Greg Inglis at fullback. So Rabbits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, they had some, some pretty horrific ins and outs all year for their back line. Yep. That back line that was oh so dominant at the beginning of the year, I don't think was the same for And they had the they had the usual, you know, Reynolds large vacations yep. throughout the season. Yep. They had to deal with, you know, contend with Cody Walker being head fucked and uh, you know, around the origin period there and took, you know, so he was a ghost for a while. Yep. That's it. Um But I, I think that the difference but- in them between the last couple of weeks and, and this one I can't believe I'm about to give him credit here, but that that shows that Wayne Bennett really still has the nows to get teams' finals ready. Yep. Because the form they were in coming into the finals, they they were looking like being straight setters. Yep. Um, so, yeah, well done, Rabbits. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we, we haven't shot on the Rabbits, but, you know, we've obviously been critical of the Rabbits in the finals and, and you know, and talking up the Raiders to an extent. But... You know, they almost got there. Mm. Just one more sim bin, and they probably would have won that game. All they needed was one more sim bin, and they would have got it too if it wasn't for that fucking. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate that nobody in this game performed a genuine act that, by the rules of the game, are worthy of a sim bin. It's not a professional foul when it's forty meters out, mate. It's not a legit try scoring opportunity. Um, Fuck do tweets you know about professional, <laughs> mate. Professional, we consummate professional for fucking 10 years on this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> haven't, missed a, haven't missed a shift. <laughs> Can anyone else say that? No, I think not. <laughs> Where were you in the first fucking seven years, bitch? <laughs> uh, biggest tiger. The amount of times the pocket referee Grant Atkins has been in the lead referee position to call last is incredible. It's a real example of how fast this game is. Mm. Chris said, Josh Papali is the new prime minister after that try. Uh-huh. Look, honestly, anything but a fucking Cronulla gronk in the, in the yeah. prime minister position. Um, ben said... Listening to this fucking pod for like eight years, and finally the Raiders are in it up to their fucking chins. Might have to come on grand final day now. <laughs> Don't be afraid. There's 16 teams in the competition, and only one can be the winner. Yeah. Only two can be in the grand That's final. It. I mean, if that were the fucking criteria through which everyone operated, it'd be a, it'd be yeah. a pretty pretty small turnout. <laughs> Don't be scared, homie. Um, Toto didn't know how much I wanted the Raiders to win until Papali scored. Fuck you, you gilf loving motherfucking long necked cuck of a cunt. 
Ah, uh, that's some that's some <sighs> uh, ex Broncos coach rage there. Still bitter, Toto. Uh, Stuart, the Canberra doing their bit to construct a 30th anniversary grand final. Meanwhile, the only history the Tigers are honouring right now is their traditional end-of-season release of their best player. <laughs> uh, Adam Brockman, said, I was crying in the arms of strangers tonight. I'm 35 years old and I have memories of 94, but I've never seen my team in a grand final as a true fan. I can't believe it. Up the fucking milk. Look, that's that's touching. Mm. And I, understand, I know exactly how you feel, man. I've been there. But the the only advice as someone who's who's you know f- you know follows a great club and done it many times, uh, the the only advice I can give you as a as a as a novice is don't fucking don't don't fire your shots out in the, in the semi final. I mean, I, I I know that I was I was super happy in two thousand and seven, you know, just just to be there and everything. But then you know pretty quickly you don't you know you learn to you, you got to bottle it up until it's fucking you know sixty minutes into the yes. grand final and you're gonna win. Um, but enjoy the week, sir. Uh, Ryan said, I was expecting the Raiders to run a train on my bunnies, but instead they politely massaged our prostate with their penile. Plural for penis, obviously. Hopefully two cunt teams playing tomorrow will beat the absolute piss out of each other and render themselves useless for the grand final. Congrats, Raiders. Do it for all that is holy in rugby league. <sighs> Ryan. Souths had their chances in the second half, can only blame themselves. Good Raiders scrambling defense, but the Rabbits should have thrown more at them considering how much time they spent down there. Story of the game. Yes. The Roosters, 14, defeated the Storm, 6, at the SCG in front of a crowd of just over 32,000 in attendance. The Roosters, 14, tries to Cordner and Tedesco. Mitchell, one conversion and two penalty goals. The Storm, a try to Big Nelson, a sulfur Solomona. And Smith, one conversion. This was a uh, atypically nervous start by the Melbourne Storm. And this game didn't feel as entertaining as the because it wasn't as quick as the as the other game. Yeah, and I think, and I just, I, I felt like that 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 other game was just even though they had a Simbin in it, I felt like it was just like they put the it was Origin refereeing. It was yeah. like yeah. so much shit, like you know bullshit play the balls walking off the mark. Yeah, fuckery in the tail. Like yeah. as long as the game of the the speed of the game was generated, they it's like they didn't give a fuck unless there yeah. was something like really That's over it. the top. This game, however. Completely different. First tackle of the game, put the referees on into absolute fucking. (laughs) 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 Oh shit! What was the the, like priapism with like first tackle of the game? Dumb cuts actually like actually throwing too. Although a week removed from being instructed on the biggest screen, biggest stage, including their own fucking captain. Surely that would have been a focus of the week. I'm happy for Nelson to go. Yeah. I think the reciprocal, oh, we must sin bin. Yeah, that but- That one was- but he, yeah, No, but he still, like, he he sort of threw a punch from, like, beside he, and behind he him. It. He He threw something. He I mean, threw, his he threw, arm, and Nelson's, yeah. like, literally ducked his head into it. Ironic as that is from a Storm player. <laughs> but Nelson's seen the arm cock. Yeah. And he's ducked his head- to fucking, you know, so his face isn't pointing forwards anymore. Yeah. And that's how the head contacted the forearm. But, you know, again, it didn't yeah. really do yeah. much to the, the course of the game. But um, Exciting way to begin things. Yeah, it certainly was. For connoisseurs and aficionados of NRL chaos. The Roosters set the tone pretty early, though. They, oh, yeah. they let the Storm know that they were going to be coming and, mm-hmm. and, and they weren't going to be, uh, you know, 
which was great, which was great and kind of atypical for a Storm side uh, without letters in in the lineup. Yeah, they actually uh, stood up very well without him. Yep, I thought, which is yep. something like uh, they, like the statistic was something fucking crazy too. Like with him in the side, I think they win like seventy seven percent of the time, some shit, and then when he's out, it drops to like forty something. Yeah. Like crazy yeah, statistic, yeah. especially in a huge game. And there are a, little, a few things early on for the Roosters, like there was when Pappenhausen made his big break. Latrell was in one of those um, you know, lazy moods mm-hmm. he gets in. The ones where he, he's just caught a, a little bit out of position, a little bit wide. And, and which, to, which, to be honest, is not fucking difficult for Pappenhausen, though, either. I mean, he's that quick. You don't have to be that yeah, off it either. Well, you, yeah, exactly. If you're not where you're supposed to be, yeah. he'll exploit that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that he puts you out of position. It's just that he, he's very good at exploiting it. But the thing with Latrell is when people make breaks past him, you, you can tell how he's going to play the rest of his game by how fast he chases. <laughs> and and this was one of his, oh, yeah, someone else will get him. Yeah. Moments, yeah. which could have been dangerous. Yeah. But then in a similar vein, like the, the Storm have always prided themselves on being, you know, the and, and it's a cliche these days, but the, the one percenters. Yeah. And I know he was playing out of position. But the fact that Will Chambers didn't even go up and contest that kick for the Roosters' first try, yeah, that's good. You know, that's ringing all sorts of alarm bells about the team and their cohesion and what they're they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, because that that's the storm. It yeah. just becomes reflex. This situation, I know what to do. This situation, I know what to do. This situation, I know what to do. And there were far too many times, including that one with Chambers, where they just looked a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. The um, that 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 try, that first try, the result was pretty. It's pretty fucking soft, mm. and um, and but the the winning of this game remove all attack off the table from both sides because the winning of this game was that period there that started probably ten minutes before the Nelson Asafa Solomona try, mm-hmm. which was just the the, the culmination of a, a ton of fucking domination and possession and yeah. the rest of it. And probably 10 minutes after that, there was a solid period where Melbourne was so fucking far on top. Yep. And the Roosters just, you know, they, with the exception of that, the Sofa Solomona try, which is like the biggest cunt in the game, just getting the ball over the yeah. line, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had to work so hard for that one try. And the fact that the Roosters managed to keep them out for, yeah. And there was these situations where the Storm had like four guys pouring through and yep. they were like five metres out and it was just like pass, pass, pass. And like, you, that's a try under the sticks fucking... Any other day. 10 yeah. out of 10 times against yeah. any other game. But somehow there was just an extra guy up, an extra guy up, and they you know found a way to hold them out. Yeah. Um, that was the winning of the game. And that sort of shit is like, that's that's premiership winning defense right there. And I mean, Melbourne defended very well for the, you know, for the game as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a great defensive game, you know, from both sides. But... That that period there is what won the game for the Roosters, and I mean, obviously they put the, they put the the matter to bed, you know, before full time. And I mean, that was a great break from Crichton, but that run from Cronk was fucking elite. That was yeah. that was that was the shit. That was yeah. the, that was the the stuff that makes him so great. I mean, because you don't see he doesn't run the ball a fuck of a lot, really. No, because he's I mean, fucking broken. Yeah, but I mean, the the run like the 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 run and the and the meters he made. Dragged a bunch of guys in yeah. and then jumped up and played it straight away so, yeah. so that they could then get it out for Teddy to, to score. Yep. But, yeah, fucking tremendous. Apart from that, though, the the big difference, I think, as well, was in the backs. 
Morris and Tupu were absolutely fucking great mm-hmm. for the Roosters. Morris turning back the clock. Yep. Uh, and Tupu with with a resurrection, I think better than any outside back I've seen. I mean, like, yeah, he's he was you know a couple of years ago he was one of those guys who was you know going to be shopped. He was he was. Well, yeah. it was also that thing if he was you know a state of origin rep. Yep. Just because Israel Folau was. Yeah. You know, okay, he he kind of looks the same. He's got the same body shape. Get him in there. Kick it to him. Yeah. And then when they realised that he wasn't that. Yeah. It was sort of Cody Walker syndrome, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, you're not good enough for this. Fuck off. And he never really recovered from that. Yeah. But this year, he has been a different player. He's been fucking fantastic for them, so. Oh, and, the other, and the other thing that um really stuck out for me in this game, and it had nothing to do with any of the teams on the field. Mm. My God, the fucking level of spasticity in the commentary box from these fucking morons. Really? Because I was actually stupid fucking me was watching these games on the TV <sighs> instead of instead of watching them low to no volume on the app. The fucking retarded shit. And I don't know if you heard, heard this or not, the commentary. No. Fucking remember when Tedesco, it looked like Tedesco had scored the winning... No, not it wasn't Tedesco that scored. Some kind of scored the, like what what appeared to be the winning try, and there was a jump for the ball, and he and he did a, he stripped it from the he stripped yeah, it from yeah, the storm player and went over and scored. And they go back and they wind it through on the video referee, and it just brushes Tedesco who jumped in front of the storm player, and it just brushed his thumb or something. Then it goes to the storm player, then it gets one on one stripped from whoever it was from I forget who it was, yeah. and then they go and score the try, and it's like you know beside the sticks, fucking game hmm. set and match over. And Andrew fucking Johns himself says, "Oh, just no, let's mind it. Let's watch it in real time. Fuck, you can't you can't pull it up for that. You can't pull up a try because of a fucking knock on that's visible on the replay on oh, slow no. motion. Yeah, if we well, why why are we pulling tries back like that? Do you ever fucking listen to your dumb fucking yeah. thoughts in your head before they come spilling out of your fuck hole mouth?" And then you cut, you you tidy that, you add that to like Gus Gould. I mean, he's the same fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turn God. the sound down. Turn the fucking sound down. Oh. I'll tell you what. For me though, yeah. and it was something that I pointed out another couple of times this year. You can tell when Melbourne are fucking rattled when Cameron Smith starts taking on the first receiver role, and I yeah. know that when Brandon Smith comes on, that happens a little yeah. bit naturally. Yeah. But it's when Smith starts fucking pressure kicking yeah. at the end of sets and fucks up. There was the um, – it was the, the set with the Brandon Smith strip yeah. in it. Um, Teddy's cleaned up Smith's kick and there was something in it that Cameron Smith didn't like and he was screaming at the referee and was so fucking focused on the referees missing something that he was unhappy with that he completely missed the runner going past him with the ball. Yeah. And that is very un-Cameron Smith-like. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cronk was in his head something fucking fierce. Yeah. He was gone out of this game. Absolutely head fucked. Yep. And uh, you hate to see it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, great job, the Roosters. Tighter, you know, tighter than I expected, especially the way the Roosters, I mean, they started really well. And, yep. uh, and you know, even the first half, you know, was, you know, was, was you know, fairly, you know, dominant. But the, the way that they repelled... 
that that extended raid from the storm and where yes. they really lift and were all the fuck all over them. Mm-hmm. That was the winning of the game. Yep. And I think that kind of you know, that kind of, you know, resolution defense or resolve in defense, sorry. Yep. Is that sort of thing. That's like some grand final winning shit right there. Yeah. And you know, completely separate to that, they've got so many fucking attacking weapons as well. Yes. That are in form at the moment. Even if it were just Teddy. <laughs> He'd find a way. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> uh, Bethany, uh, after this game, a Mars bar just won't do it for me. I'm going to need a toaster and some bath water. Hashtag oh. fuck my life. Hashtag suck cha- sack chambers. Hashtag sack monster. Hashtag Bellamy cooked. Uh, Chris said, trying to cheer on a team here is like picking between bleeding from the anus and bleeding out your dick eye. So I guess oh. bleeding out your anus wins. Oh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a connoisseur. Of bleeding out of orifices. <laughs> <laughs> What's better? Um, I feel that bleeding out of your dick eye is probably less painful. Now, I'm not saying yeah, it's but I'm, for me, it'd be more more worrying though. <laughs> yeah, you go to a doctor; they're going to fix that shit up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Grover, so, uh, sucked in you cucks. I'm staying at the pub with you all night next Sunday because this time I don't need to go to the footy. Look forward to it. Yes. Uh, Cameron says, Storm played really bad football in a fairly, fairly ordinary game. I doubt a Roosters fan could honestly say they played well. Storm attack virtually non-existent. Hopefully the Raiders can lift the trophy next week. Uh, Nick, once again, it falls to the people's team to carry the hopes and dreams of an entire city. Settle. Uh, <laughs> ben Dunn, 43, said, uh, Melbourne... Ref's fault, rugby league football club. This is so glorious to witness. What a time to be alive. Fucking that was the thing. It actually surprised me. I mean, I'm not surprised to see ref's fault from most, you know, most situations. But the Storm, so much success, prolonged period of time. This season won the minor premiership by the fucking length of the straight. Yeah. Get to week three of the finals. And the sky's falling. And I, it is worse than when Penrith lose a game in the fucking early rounds of the season, the, like the, the yeah, level, the level yeah. of like fan result, like, and then all week, fucking conspiracy, oh, conspiracies from the referees, conspiracy from the NRL, conspiracies from fucking Fox sports, conspiracy from, oh fuck, really? Yeah. There wasn't any controversial oh, shit I know. in this, oh. I know. Uh, Graham said, uh, soak it in guys, that's the end of Cam Smith, the kind of backdoor it, just like he did to Queensland, the man is a coward. <laughs> <laughs> and Nigel, finally, another victory for the good guys in life, you are all welcome. Oh, what is it with shit cunts named Smith, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, today, you know, yeah. we had that discussion that Hollywood fucking untalented D-lister Kevin Smith oh, look, has, look, has look, all look, of these look, fucking- Before we get too far in this hole, uh, I, I fucking- I, lo- I love fucking clerks and morats and shit. Like, you know, I've I, I got no hate in my heart for fucking Kevin Smith per se. No, I'm- well, But he I'm, went at one of my boys today. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And and that's something- I, I won't tolerate that shit, but- No. Has all of these fucking beefs with all of these people and none of them are his fault- yeah, at, at some point, if at some point, if you're if you're going, you know, navigating your way through life, and you're just fucking just butting up against against fucking all these assholes. So now we've got fucking Smiths had his bust up with Billy, or their wives had a fucking bust up, and with Cronk. Mm-hmm. And if he fucking backdoors Bellamy and like this, same as he did to fucking Kevy. 
And now he's getting, but now and also it's uh, his fucking old mate, his old mate Brody Croft. Is he? He doesn't get along. He doesn't get along with him as well. Yep, that's, that's it. That, so that's, Croft, yeah, so Croft, he, yeah, he's so, been fucked so, off. Yeah. Okay. You know. So that's it. Yep. Shit cunts named Smith. Yep. Beefing with everyone. Yeah, and it's just and it's just the general rule of life. If you if you if you're if you're you know navigating yourself through your day to day, and every person you come up against is a fucking asshole. At some point, you have to take a look in the mirror and think, is it me? Am I the asshole? Are they- <laughs> Honestly, mm. if you beef with everybody you bump into, you know. Maybe climate change isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Cameron Munster as well, who under under duress from a fucking dickhead pest. Yeah. Yeah, did did the mature thing that I would not have ordinarily given him, particularly that player, exactly. the credit to to nego- negotiate his way out of yep. without doing something fucking stupid, fine yep. worthy, you know, game in disrepute, you know, shame on his club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, credit to him for actually uh, not taking the bait from a, an absolute fucking idiot, and uh, yeah, maintaining the high road. And well done to. For- the standard NRL media for not putting out that he's obviously on heroin or something. Like you fucking suck down three green whistles to remain <laughs> that calm in the face of that shit. So Cameron Dugan. Previews. Well, just one to speak of really. The uh twenty nineteen. Telstra Premiership NRL Grand Final. Sydney Roosters play the Canberra Raiders Sunday, 7.15pm at the Edinburgh Castle Hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Get in. Uh, The Roosters. Letters. Jared Warrior Hargraves is expected to return following his suspension. This will put SST or Mitch Orbison to the bench. I would probably imagine what... They might go uh, Takiyaho to the bench then. But Orbison has a lot of utility value. I can't win a premiership without him. Uh, Lindsay Collins, that'll take him out of the reserves. Now, they're saying that, once again, Jake Friend is named in the 21. And oh, I saw an article oh. today saying that Verrill's, you know, fucked up or, you know, on purpose, accidentally on purpose maybe, sort of intimating that perhaps Friend may come off the bench. Um, Verrill's has proved to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know? and, and I just think, how risky is it? I mean, there are class players out there that are just fucking class that you wouldn't hesitate to throw back into your side at a moment's There's notice. There's James Tedesco. There's Luke Keary, who's allegedly yeah. going in underdone. Yeah, yeah. There's Cooper Cronk, who played last year with one fucking arm. Yep, yep. Jake Friend. Jake Friend, however, if he were to play the grand final... It would be his sixth game of the season and his first since round 18. And that to me is, it doesn't, if he were the greatest hooker in the game, yeah, you go, maybe. But, it, but, but even so, six games in a season with finals, which, you know, you're up sort of around like 27 yeah. games or whatever. Yeah. That's a fucking, like, that. that's massively underdone. And it isn't even as if his style of play is so instrumental to how the Roosters win. It's not even... Yeah. Like, even if Thurston had come back, yep. you know, if if this was exactly the same situation and it was that year that fucking... Um, what's his Morgan name? Morgan took them to the final, yep. Got them in. Yeah, you bring you bring Thurston back into that yeah, team. for sure. Um, plus, Jake Friend has too much of the fucking Robbie Farrows about him in that for every 40-20 kicks, one's going out on the full. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, not being as interested. I just feel I feel like it's too much of a risk, especially because the, the side's just been running really fucking well. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't complain about a side that's rolled all the way, rumbled all the way through to the, you know, second on the ladder, straight through the finals. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. I personally don't see him playing, but, you know, obviously the Roosters and their coaching staff know far more about what he can bring to the side than I do. Yep. And uh, I'm sure they're not uh, they're not going to do things for, you know, uh, for no reason. Uh, what else we got here? The Raiders. Okay, their lineup. No change is expected at this stage as we sit here on Tuesday evening. Uh, BJ Leilua was in doubt with a calf injury. Apparently, it was like a like a, a proper calf injury but he's going to be named uh jack white and minor shoulder injury he'll still be there as well and uh can you imagine if the roosters get out and say we're uh just they come out this week and they go oh we're, we're happy to talk to bateman about his future next year <laughs> That would be a fucking massive <laughs> cock move. Like, like, I mean, like, that would be the biggest dick move. Like, like, I don't mean a dick move as in a bad move. I mean, 9,000 IQ, Big dick giant energy. erect penis move, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but then to, like, again, the bigger dick move would be to, like, find some kid in the under-16s. <laughs> With that name, and just name him in your twenty-one this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we got Cummins and Sutton, and it, as if to highlight on the grandest stage of all, just how fucking dire the refereeing stocks are at the moment, yeah. or how much how homophobic they are with the continual you know persecution of uh, of one Matt Chechen. Yeah, I mean, because let me tell you, I've, I've I've had my say about Chechen at the time because there was a time where he was an absolute fucking piece of shit in terms of refereeing skill. Yep. Then he ground his way to become the best referee. Yep. Got bitched out of the out of the Australian game to the point yep. he was in. I head over to Super Leagues, come back through, and he's just never been elevated really, yeah. you know, since. So yeah. correct. The game. We've spoke a lot already about you know sort of how we see it going and and why. Uh, I think the Roosters are going to win. I don't think that it will be particularly close. I th- I think that the the Raiders, as a side, are going to burn just burn a lot of energy on the week. Yes, it's just they're they're you know like a one a one you know one town team, and it's been a massive massive uh, you know time between drinks. And you can just see, I mean, from the the bubble of social media and things like that, where you know that we inhabit, it's one of those extremely, yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love people when their team get into the grand final, and I love them, enjoy the fuck out of it. It's great. It's the best fucking time of the year when you're yeah. following footy. But if the team buys into any of that sort of stuff, and it looked like that they were real, they were going pretty hard after the the game, yeah. That can fuck a team in a grand final. Correct. Then you come. Then the the other side of the coin is you're coming up against a side that is professional as it comes, minor premierships out their ass, mm-hmm. going for their second you know grand final win in a row. Yep. They're not. They know exactly what to fucking do. They've yes. all been there, except for probably what Verrills is probably <laughs> the only one. They've all otherwise been there. It, it comes back to the, the stories and the way I heard it described when 
Penrith did their 90-91 yep. combo, um, which was exactly the situation you were describing before. They got to the, the, the grand final in 90, mm-hmm. uh, and the way the story's told is that they were out drinking the night before and yeah. fucking around and, you know, enjoying the lead up and, yep. and this, but also that when they got into the game, they burned up way too much yep. early Just on. Just emotion, yeah. Yep. That's it. And the biggest thing for the Raiders here, yes, the Roosters have got so much fucking just pure raw talent in that side. Yeah. They're so exceptionally well drilled, but they've also done this as a group, as you said, with the exception of uh, 80-year-old lady, fucking Beryl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they know what to expect from the kickoff. Yeah. And that I think is just way oh, too much and, for the know, Raiders yeah, like to the, overcome. The anthems and all of this, you know, yeah. stuff that happens in front. Of you know, there's, it, it's it's hard to know how you would react if you hadn't been there before, you know. And uh, and look, it, it can work in the favour of the Raiders, provided they get a really good start. They don't have to be scoring tries and you know right away, but they need to have an an, an exceptional first twenty minutes. They can't concede points in the first twenty minutes, and they need to sort of get in the grind to the point where they're like, oh, okay, this is a game of footy. This yeah. Is a re- you know, and we're in a game of footy. Yep. I mean, if, if if they sort of, you know, if they get a bit starstruck or whatever, you know, overwhelmed by the occasion, and then by the time they come out through the fog and then they're down 12. That's rough. Then they're fucked. Yeah. yeah. And th- so that's, that's the it. situation that they need to avoid. Yeah. Um, look, you know, can they win? They've absolutely got the talent for it. It's just this final series, I'm just not impressed with their overall attack and their scrambles just... It's not going to be good enough to defend like 12 points or something. I mean, they're going to have to score some points. So. I Yeah, I also feel that they're, they're attacking weapons. And, yeah, you know, t- teams have won premierships on, on gimmicks, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't think Canberra win a grand final on a, a Josh Hodgson strip play. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just not sure there's, there's enough in them. For that, so yeah, and uh, and and you know, Whiten's had a, a tremendous season, and and Caesar has been fucking over the top great yep. since you know he wasn't he was never supposed to be there, and there, you know he he got in there, took his opportunity, took the yep. club to the next level. Yep, but I mean he's not fucking Cooper Cronk. No, he's not, not Cooper Cronk's you know illegitimate fucking retarded <laughs> life child. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, Kiri's yeah, Kiri's been there, done it before. But just the the Raiders don't have a Cooper Cronk. Yeah. They don't have a player who's capable of settling them all down. Yeah. And just and and one singular voice and vision to follow for eighty I, minutes like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I also feel even Hodgson has a touch of the fucking Sam Burgesses about him. Yeah. In that if things don't seem to be going their way. He's more likely to blow a fuse and do something stupid than yeah, than and, knuckle and, down and, and and the roosters the roosters are, are, are carrying Latrell, who's got that gene. Yep. But when you look at the Raiders, I mean, fuck That's man, easy. they got like Rapina, BJ, Whiten, Hodgson, the yeah. Whitehead. Yeah, they've all got that that ability. How is it that a fucking prop is the calmest head in your football team? <laughs> yeah. like, Papali. Is the most level-headed cunt in that whole team. But you know who else is super level-headed? Who? Fucking Soliola. 
And yeah. but, and he's only like, you know, what, a year and a half removed yeah. from when he fucking executed <laughs> fucking Billy Slater or whoever it was. I mean, like, one of the one of the best ever. <laughs> I said that on Twitter today. Yeah. Because both clubs are on, on their path to, to garner support from neutrals. Yeah, sure. If I was the Canberra Digi, yeah. I'd just be playing that clip over and over and just go, this, this guy's playing in the grand final. <laughs> what do you want? And on, and you know what? That that's almost enough to fucking sway me. Just right, like <laughs> that right there. <laughs> I also love the story of those guys that like you know started off as not forwards, and yeah. then over their over their career they slow down, yep. and get bigger. That's like your Ruben Wickies. Like I mean, yeah. I fucking love the way that he you know went you know went out. <laughs> and so I do I do appreciate that about Soliola, but um. I just, I just think that the Roosters are, are going to win. I mean, Canberra, good side, great season. Yeah, but there's just this lack of, you know, they don't. There's a, there's a lack of polish when you play. You, they, they're a great side when you look at them in isolation and match them up against most other sides in the competition. Yep. But when you look at the 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 way that the Roosters operate at their optimal level, and the fact that they're kind of at that level right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough, and you know, and obviously, you know, Trent, he's been there, you know, for years now. I mean, like over the last five, six years, he's been there, uh, you know, in a similar position at this time of the year. He knows how to prepare a club, like like Bellamy. I mean, he knows how to prepare a club for the big games, and I just think that there's going to be you know too much experience and polish, yeah, for the Canberra side. Correct. What about the women's grand final? Uh, I, the Broncos barely they've lost one game in two years by two points and they're not playing that team that beat them last week you know I, I think that the Broncos are going to win I mean they, they they played the Dragons like not that long ago I mean the women's game only goes for like a month right like the round robin sort of yeah. tournament thing it's funny because the, the, the Dragons team they bought up a ton of Broncos from last year right mm. and yet it didn't really the only reason they're in the grand final is by virtue of the fact that they absolutely fucking flogged the Warriors like, like the week yeah. before. Like they they put like the like, was it the biggest score in in the history of women's or just their biggest score? It was like thirty to six or something. It was like it was a big win, uh, by you know by women's standards. Yeah, and so that's why they're there. I mean, it's still Broncos, and then that, this is know. my feeling. I I can't support a Broncos team. Oh no, I'm not supporting at all. I'm supporting. I mean, I, I, support, I support a women's team when. Yeah, I've got it. When when you know Manly enter women's team in the competition, yeah. and I know that's one of the, that they are looking to get one in the next in the next wave through, and I mean that's why the centre back, all that sort of shit. I mean they they're putting all these things in place yeah. to meet certain criteria for the NRL, so that they are you know able to you know submit a, a women's side, and you know when that happens, I'll, then I'll then I'll be fully invested. At, at the moment, I just I just watch it. It's like it's footy that's on when yeah. there's no footy on, so I've got to watch it because it's footy. Have, have they got doctors though? That are monitoring that game. In what? Because in what my my worry is that there might be you know an, an atomic scissoring <laughs> thing, or if it follows a progression, you know how in the men's game there was that concern that the bodies were just getting too big and powerful, and the hits are having yeah, yeah, too yeah, much yeah. energy. Yep. Is there a concern that there would become you know, quads and glutes so powerful that a player could have such a left foot step that one day they step and just tear themselves in half vertically from the force? <laughs> like that. <laughs> Is it like the uterus just falls out. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, <laughs> with it, you know, and that's 
the the CTE. Cunts torn everywhere. Like just <laughs> It's a blight. It's a blight on both forms of the game. This is the thing, you know. Did, did there need to be some special uh conditioning for that area? Honestly, I'm not a gynecologist, so I'd hate to jump in there. Perhaps perhaps there's an opportunity and a brief window in which someone can get on Twitter who's suitably qualified uh, with that NRLW or WNRL gyno. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 tweet out, you know, very you know, various, you know, potential <laughs> pussy fractures or whatever. <laughs> oh, nasty. That's, that's that's a grade three flap rat lock. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Broncos will win that game, though, just just quietly. And I, I only briefly uh, saw I saw the the uh, the Queensland uh, Grand Final, and uh, and I saw I saw the final try to win the game for Newtown in the uh, in the the New South Wales in the in the Canterbury Cup one. I have a feeling that the Brisbane side this year will be too strong, but. It's really a fucking lottery because in those games there is a real opportunity for teams to get be fucking blind for a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take their job off from being That's like it. a fucking butcher or whatever. Yeah. They do. <laughs> and you know, so uh, I I think that um, the Burley Bears are going to get that one, but uh, who knows? Mm. We shall find out on the day. Okay, to the mailbag we go, and uh, we were shared an article from uh, It's Matthew on Twitter, and he uh, said, Stepdad has gone rogue, and the headline for the article is The Third Reich, <laughs> the truth about Nazi furries in the alt-right. <laughs> that is so on brand for you, I couldn't, f- it just couldn't be more perfect. Uh, oh, wow. Ma underscore Aaron. Is a fucking great guy, nice guy. Not as nice as biggest, but he's pretty fucking nice. Like, yeah, maybe could be second. He's, I don't know. He's inclusive. Oh. He he has uh, well thought out and intellectual puns, yeah. which he puts on clothing. Funny guy. It's just a, it's just gen- he's a funny family guy, man. Like family man. Yeah, um, generous with his friends and uh, people. I found out today are. Um, Movie sound people, uh, yep. fucking composers. Yes. You know, generous with access to them. Well, to many things, anything that, you know, falls under the purview of his employment. Yes. And so that's why I was so surprised to see such an off-brand tweet from his Twitter account through the week that said, uh, props to Tim Manor, finished the New South Wales Cup grand final the way he played his entire career. A fucking loser. I hope you enjoy collecting trolleys at Coles. (laughs) (laughs) Just the brutality. Uh, Warriors suck balls. I'm looking forward to my new tool polo about the only thing league-related left to look forward to this year. But other than that, crying face, why black? Hashtag jizz contrast factor very high. Hashtag black furry gloves too. Maybe. Because people wanted to wear it to work, dickhead. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Puff Skull One on Twitter said, "I had to walk all over town and be met with blank faces and bullshit, but finally found a place to watch the bunnies in Vienna. If you ever need to do the same, go to Finnegan's Irish Pub. Champions, fucking good stuff. Of course, like good old Finnegan's Irish Pub in Vienna. <laughs> uh, Beer Boy One Eight Two, he's on a bit of a tour at the moment uh, around the world, and uh, he stuck a Twill Tourist sticker at Times Square." And let's see how long it lasts. I mean, like, if you had to put it there in the 80s, it would still be there today. Yes. This day and age, Times Square is a different place. But he saw, he, he kind of did it in a low-key... Yep. It looks the part. It's in the middle. It's not fucking, you know? Yep, exactly. And that's that's the real key. Yeah. That's why the one's still sitting there in Newcastle. Yep. And, and Biggest sent a video through... Uh, I don't know if he sent it, if he did yeah. it or something. But I, I forgot to... Um, put it in the notes but that was for Newtown I think yep. the, the one that he put there that's still sitting there and that was quite a while ago mm-hmm. when he put it up as well so yep. you know there are there are a couple of people who've uh, who've put some up in, in great you know low key positions and it just seems to stay there low, low key that's the fucking most highly contested twilly this year yeah I mean and <laughs> I would love to know if the one that Nort's put at fucking Stonehenge is still there <laughs> <laughs> Okay, general stuff. Plenty of news. Grand final day meetup. Sunday, October 6th, midday at the Edinburgh Castle Hotel. Yes. The address of the Edinburgh Castle Hotel is 294 Pitt Street. It's on the corner of, it, of Pitt Street and something else. And that would be really handy if I could fucking remember what that other street was. Oh, well, fucking but, every cunt's got a smartphone. Yeah, exactly. Punch the Edinburgh Hotel in. Mm-hmm. Go to where it tells you to go. Walk and upstairs. Then go upstairs. Everyone yeah. upstairs will be a fucking. With us. Absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Except for a couple. Yep. But that's okay. We'll convert them on the day. Exactly. So uh, everything you need, you know, in terms of food and drink is going to be there. And um, if you go into the grand final, fucking come down come down at midday and, you know, because you don't need to start heading in there till like, you know, 3.34, really. So come down, have some beers. If you want to stay till the game is done. You the know- other thing we ended up seeing in years past was people had turned down and ended up getting fucking maxis together and or getting trains together and... Yeah. All of that shit. Yeah, so. exactly. And I mean, the great thing about this venue, I mean, we did our loco for a number of years and the difference between this venue is, you know, they've got the, the TV, you know, a, a, they've got a big TV there and downstairs they use, for the grand final day, they set up like the big giant screen, you know, yeah. projector screen and That's they it. usually sort of, uh, you know, divvy off a little area for us and That's everything it. and they'll usually tell us when the game's about to start and they'll be like, look, you know, you want to move it down to the, the big yep. one? Well, yep, cool. And so this, yeah, I mean, we've got we've got you covered from midday until you know Whenever. nine or whatever after the yes. game's finished, right? So, and and even then, I mean, the the, the bar's probably open to like ten thirty or something. Kick on anyway. kick on. Yep. Yeah. Um, beforehand, if you're in the Facebook group, I can't fucking remember off the top of my head. Can you find out where that thing that Aaron put in? There are a bunch of hardy souls who, not content with drinking from midday to potentially 10 p.m. on Sunday, uh, not content to drink that much. They want to start earlier because the, the Edinburgh Castle doesn't open until uh, until midday. Um, but Aaron, the aforementioned Aaron that we that we uh, were just speaking about earlier with the Tim Manor tweet, he put a post in the Facebook group, and I'm fucked if I can find it right yeah. now while the pressure's on. But they have created a secondary or tertiary meetup a pre-meetup, uh, uh, if you will, that starts earlier at another pub that's, you know, close. You know, yeah, no, I have that. I can't find it. We're going to have to tweet it out anyway. Yeah. So, um, 
or I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. So yep. just look at the description of this episode and I'll put it in. And I'll put in all the meetup uh, meet details as well. Saturday night for members, we have the members meetup. If you are a member and you don't know anything about that meetup, that means that something's gone awry or the email's gone to your spam, contact us via whatever private messaging you know or email that you, that you wish to and we'll give you the location. Uh, that'll be Saturday the 5th of October from yes. about 7 p.m. until whenever it finishes. So uh, let us know. And... Um, Finally, we've started the process of shortlisting for the Twillies on Facebook, as we did last year. And last year we did it, and it was tremendously successful. But the the number of people in the Facebook group was was very small. We'd only just started it a couple of weeks prior. Yes. Now, you know, we're well over four times what we started the season with. And it's been a rocky road this twi- with this Twilly nomination thing. Uh, if you are on Facebook and you're in the Facebook group and you wish to contribute to this process, I usually put up a post, uh, you know, a couple a day with, uh, you know, one of the Twilly categories seeking suggestions to be shortlisted for nomination. Yes. Everything on there won't get into the nominations, of course. We all sit down with Stepdad and we'll figure out, you know, the ones that should be on there. But what we want to do is try and make it so that it is in such a way that the shortlist listed nominees that you vote on for the Twillies is representative of yeah. the the feelings of the you know, the group as a whole. Basically, what we're saying is stop being shit cunts uh, because there's going to be no Tigers player except maybe Benji Marshall appearing anywhere for any best. Exactly what we're not what we're not looking for is for people to suggest the player in or players in that position that play for their team. Yeah, like if for example, if you're a Broncos fan. I don't really want to be fucking hearing about Milford in the fullback of the year. Yeah. Or Boyd or them in the fucking five eighth of the year. Yeah. It's fucking ludicrous. They're shit. They had shit seasons. Yeah. It's you're wasting your fucking goddamn time. Uh yeah, con- yeah, it's the same thing like, you know, you want to put rubber blah, blah blah in the in the wingers. Can't got dropped. He's garbage. Yeah. He's he's like comedy's great. We love comedy, but this is the this this is the time where we actually want people to give us the serious suggestions. So maybe we have eight guys and we can sort of see where the likes have gone and everything and go, okay, that's an obvious, that's the four who are going to yep, be nominated for the it. category. Especially now, as in tonight, the late this afternoon, you see these the Dally M categories leaking. Jesus For fuck. the nominees. The props don't have Fanua Blake or T'Pau when it conceivably could have had both, but it should have at least had one of them. Yeah. When you see the centers of the year and it's got like fucking SR Masters, yeah. who was like, I mean, fuck, I don't know how many centers played in the NRL this year, but let's just like work off the lowest commentator and say 16 teams, there was, there was 32 centers out there, even though there were yeah. injuries and stuff. He would have been 32 out of 32. Here's the thing that, yeah, true. And, he, and to be serious about that for a second though, look yeah. at how tough center was for state of origin. Yeah. You end up with fucking fullbacks there. Yeah. Or, you know, Whiten. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The only pleasing thing the Dallium nominations did do was not have Callum Ponga in the fullback. (laughs) Yes. So, look, so I don't want to shit on them completely. I mean, they got some things right. (laughs) Um, So, look, you know, just don't be be a cunt on this uh, thing. Help us make the Twillies the most accurate and most, you know, justly rewarded awards that are going around at the conclusion of the 2019 season. Correct. 
Uh, that's it for episode 338. Thanks for listening. As always, interact with us on Twitter at TWI League. Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League is the page. And Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation is the group. Um, share shit around, retweet stuff, like stuff. Anyway, you can spread the word on a show. It's fantastic. Um, give us a review. Apple Podcasts. Just do a search for This Week in League. You'll see us pop up. You know, give us a rating, give us a review. Appreciate it. Love you long time. A review this week. Um, the title is uh, Three OK Symbols. So I guess Ooh. that means white power, white power, white power, <laughs> and five stars. And it's a, a pretty good podcast, I reckon. Yeah, but it's not that good, but it's good, you know. Yeah, no, nah, it's really great, but not great, great. Nah. From this day and age on the Australian store. I mean, it's. it's uh, uh, I'm sure it's from Tasmanian store, really. I mean, if you could boil it down to you know states, uh, I saw this week that we that we went up 19 positions on the Viet- Vietnam uh, podcast Apple Store <laughs> iTunes, and, and you didn't tell me, <laughs> so we could have started with Good Morning. Oh, you fucking well, because moving up 19 places doesn't exactly put us in the upper echelon of their of their podcast. Well, it just it just we just there now. Well, there's some cunt there for us to say Good Morning to. Well, go on then. No, you've ruined it now. Oh, go fucking yes. hang yourself then. I was going to say, we could have talked about the dragons being Robin Williams in honour of our fucking yeah. newfound fame in Vietnam. Yeah, I just uh, I, I just wonder how much would be lost in translation. <laughs> yeah. We swap out the fucking Mars bar for a barn me or something. Or- yeah. How, you know, how many times could I have said, God help him, he was only 19 this episode? <laughs> if I'd have known. <laughs> Tipping has been run and won. Tuzi, who's been the leader for a number of weeks now and looked and looked the most likely uh, with his perfect record last week. Uh, Someone someone actually in the top 10 got one wrong last week, so I'm not sure what the deal was there. I think I was wishful thinking. Mm. But uh, Tuzi finished on 136, and I guess not finished, but, you know, one week to go. Yeah. Uh, three points ahead of second place, Conan the Eel, and Voodoo Rock also tied there third. One point back, we go to Yellowbon, SNS Marla. Ruffy is my... Oh, no, sorry. One, we go back one. Ruffy is my cuck bitch. That's got to be a changed name because, I mean, I can't imagine this person has come from the, the fucking clouds. Cause I'm looking at their scores over the last couple of weeks. They haven't gained that many points, so someone's changed their name. Uh, Hammerhead Thrust Eagle's greatest name ever. Uh, they're, they're back in seventh, and we got uh, the Toro tied with them Rick Todd Red Bull Raiders tied with them and also myself in the 10 so if I can finish in top 10 that would be great um, my best finish probably ever in the comp to be mm. honest normally I'm in the fucking hundreds um, that's it man I got nothing else um, bring on story time in Sydney next week yeah because you actually tell like the, the stories that were, were were too fucked for for general podcast stepdad after dark <laughs> yeah and let's face it you know we've had stepdad after dark a lot on the show but this is like stepdad after dark but it's like fucking Step- so 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 close to not cool that you'd think bad of him if, if- <laughs> stepdad with you need body language and facial expressions so you don't hate it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd read a transcript, you'd arrest him. <laughs> um, that and also some new story time. Well, Ten. creating stories. Yes. Living new stories That's as they it. unfold. That's it. Yep. I hear you. Mm. Look forward to it. Nice one. It's going to get loose. That's all I'm saying. 
I mean, I'm not promising anything except that it's going to get loose. Oh, from the window to the it, wall. Oh. And funnily enough, I received a DM from a Sydney resident saying, bring shorts down because Sunday is estimated to be 37 degrees. So the sweat shall really? drip down my balls. 37. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Remember last time it was great. It was like fucking cold that weekend. Yeah, I had to go and buy a jacket. Yeah, yeah, it's tremendous. God damn. But uh, yeah, no, this this one's going to be more, you know. Okay. I guess the globe got warmer in the last twelve months. Okay. So I need to bring some handy wipes for any potential story times. Talcum powder. Yeah. Doesn't that shit give you cancer? Didn't they talcum powder. Pa- yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy to let the motherfuckers sweat. Yeah, that's true. You settled down. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm. I'm fucking yeah. retired, man. I'm not. I'm not trying to get no no fat Britneys. Um, yeah, I've, <laughs> I unfortunately have a naturally high level of nut musk. So, <laughs> <laughs> see that could have been the title as well. It's already been decided. <laughs> anyway, see you on the weekend. Fuck out of here. See you on the weekend, bitches. fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com